0: Lions fans, this is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast.
1: Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection.
0: And now, two guys who always podcast.
1: Hey, fans free. Chris and the
0: Riz. Hey, heidi ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 438. This is the Lions with a thriller. And it's the official Detroit Lions podcast for... Part of Reddit, the important part. I am your dashing host, Chris, with me is the most glorious, beautiful, wonderful, sexy man, my co-host Jeff the Riz. Riz, and how are you doing, brother? Uh,
1: I am working through some internet issues, but I'm having fun otherwise. So let's let <laughs> let's uh,
0: let's kick this off before uh, before weird more more weird things happen here. I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> we got the the gods of uh, who knows? Maybe the election is working against us. Who knows? <laughs> All the internet goes to the election today. Uh, In today's show, we're going to review the Packers game. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about with that. We will revel in the agony of Green Bay because there's a lot of good stuff to talk about with that. We will talk about a difference in leadership. There's a significant difference in leadership between Aaron Rodgers, the Detroit Lions, what we've got going on there. and I think this is something that will be interesting to a lot of people. Also, we'll talk about fourth down decisions. Versus fourth down play calls. There's some interesting uh, stuff going there. Some good stuff to talk about. We will all also look ahead to the Chicago Bears and a whole lot more. We've got a great show lined up. Riz, my man, are you ready to go?
1: Let's kick this off and break it down.
0: All right. Oh, boy. Okay. I think we've got everything taken care of for you folks. Thank you. And thank you for being with us and bearing with us for all this. All right. <laughs> um, all right, we'll get into it. a lot to talk about here. Um, boy, what an enjoyable, wonderful time it was to watch those Detroit Lions bull drag the Green Bay Packers today. Riz, how did you walk out of that game? I mean, we're, we're, we're obviously unexpected. Um, although, if anybody read the, um, oh, what's that thing called? The, the description, the show description from our uh, post-game show. I wrote that on Saturday night. And it couldn't have been more prescient about what happened and how people reacted. It was real It's really something definitely worth taking a look at. um but anyway, how'd you walk away from that game, Ruth? <laughs> I was happy that
1: what what Dan Campbell and what Aaron Glenn specifically have been preaching to the players over and over again, just keep doing what you do don't stress out about it just just do your jobs and good things will eventually happen the ball will bounce our way at some point point. Yeah. and that finally happened and they were finally rewarded for that and that made, that makes me very happy because that was the exact right message like you don't want to keep pressing you don't you don't want to get like get it in your head like oh we will never win a close game because we're going to do something bad yep. like at some point the other team is going to have a worse day than you Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay had that and it, it wasn't it wasn't entirely unexpected. Um, I, I did pick the, the lines to cover the spread, but I it was one of those where I didn't expect them to win. But I kind of thought that they might, you know, and and you know, I, I was in studio uh, on Friday with Huge. Thanks, Huge, for, for having me in. I'll be the, in there again this week as well. And one of the things that, that we talked about was like, this is not a good Packers team. Like if we lose to this team, that's like badly like, that's a problem. Like, this was a game where we, we had a whole discussion about moral victories versus progress. This is a game where w- coming close w- w- would be progress and, and not coming close the way that that was, you know, Miami, um, New England. Like, that was going to be unacceptable because this is a bad football team. And that was proven out. And on Sunday, they were the worst football team. And that's, again, it's rewarding that the, the Lions finally got some of those bounces. Like, like Derek Barnes taking a facial and, and getting an interception out of it. Like when was the last time that happened for the lions and not against the lions? Like the, those little breaks that had the, you know, the weird little things like that, they started to, to come for Detroit, you know? And, and like, I talk about this all the time. Water finds its level, you know, in, in, in atmospheric science, Pressure is always trying to equalize from cold to warm. That's why you get wind. Um, the, the wind eventually blew in our direction and it, it was at our back for
0: once instead of freezing in our face. And that was a very great feeling on Sunday. Second best blow of the week. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, for sure. The, the things went our way. And um, there's a couple things that happened. But the, the, the Green Bay Packers aren't a good team and they didn't play even up Ooh, to their mediocre. <clears throat> the Lions played well. They played well. Uh, well, we'll get into. It. Let's we'll do the review in a second. Let me get through before we get into that. Let's really quick just le- let's just revel in a little bit of Aaron Rodgers' temper tantrum on T live on TV. It was great, Did like a child, like a man child. It was so good. Um, it was good, but I do have to hit the the St. Jude. Thing that we have coming up. It's really, really big. Uh, December 9th and 10th, Friday and Saturday, starts at 9 a.m. on the 9th. We're going to do a 24 hour broadcast. This is our third annual Christmas for the Kids, raising money for sick kids and their families, trying to make life a little easier and a little better for them. Uh, We'll do our 24 hour show. We'll have a lot of great um, interviews. If you know anybody, you have a line with anybody in the Lions or anybody that has some national kind of draw, and you think you could talk to him and maybe bring him on? Would love to. Would love to have them. If you have something you'd like to donate for the auction that we have, would love it. Would absolutely love it. Uh, hit me up, Chris, the Detroit Lions podcast, or you can tweet, DM me on the Twitter, the whole kind of thing. Um, we we appreciate anything can go. the The draft, or I'm sorry, the auction will start on Black Friday. And it will go through the 24-hour show on the 9th and 10th of December. And uh, the auction will close out. We'll announce the people who, who had the highest bids and who won the items and who's getting what. We have some really, really cool stuff, full-size signed helmets. all kind, Thanks, Mitch Z. All kinds of really, really good stuff there. And plus whatever we can get donated from you folks to help us along the way. Um, it's going to be great. It is. And this is the year that we're going to crack the $100,000 raised for St. Wow. Jude Mark, which is i never thought i mean it feels great all you folks man hundred thousand dollars for such a great cause appreciate all you for helping us out on along the way here so uh december 9th and 10th 24 hour show the original the one the only the first not the copy the real thing come on in and uh check out and have some fun with us we have a great time we had um years ago we got uh dan miller uh jim brandstatter and uh tony ortiz together if you remember that last year we got um wayne fonts with it. herman moore and lomas brown together to get the old last team to win a uh playoff game for the lions together it's, it's fantastic we love to put stuff like this together so we'll see we'll see what we get this year we are going to try to put something like that together with your help as always it's it's a community show so we appreciate all that you guys do to help us go uh, with that quick one to say thank you for the subscription Troy Nelson, uh, and let's get into this Green Bay Packers game. Riz, um, Aaron Rodgers was a story, and this is a, he's, he's a good quarterback. I mean, there's no question he's hes a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback, uh, and I hate that he's the second great quarterback that the Green Bay Packers have had in a row. It's not fair. There's something wrong with the universe, that, you know, the – cosmic world is lined up, against but they have only pulled two Super Bowls out of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, so that's something to write home about. Um, Aaron Rodgers had a bad day, but I think the, the key of the day was even though they didn't punt, they didn't need to because he arm punted down in the red zone a number of times. Interceptions for Aaron Rodgers, he was close to a season's worth of interceptions for him. He threw three interceptions that were inside their red zone. Technically,
1: the the last one wasn't technically a red zone interception because the snap wasn't in the red zone, and that's how the NFL calculates, but it happened inside the, the Lions' 20-yard line. Yeah, he had a rotten day, and, and the Packers fans and Packers faithful who are becoming more and more animated and agitated and angry all the time, and they should oh, be, so delicious. We're, we're, we're very quick to point out, even going into the game, look, our left tackle is hurt. Our, our offensive line is banged up. We're missing a lot of receiving talent. We're missing a lot of regulars on the defensive side of the ball. You know, To that, I say tough toenails. Look at what Detroit's been going through. Look at, look at all the injuries that have piled up for us. Look at all the injuries that have piled up in other places. It's not a valid excuse. you got to be able to play through it. And if you can't play through it, then that, that's a sign that your team isn't deep enough. It's a sign that your team isn't talented enough. And uh, Aaron Rodgers was not good enough to overcome that. It doesn't mean that the Lions defense didn't also play well because they did. They played a very good game. They were coached
0: to a very good game by Aaron Glenn. Let's start there. Let's start there. Because I've I've got a couple of players in a row that I'm talking about, and I wrote them and I got them down and they were the ones that stood out to me. (laughs) And it turns out they're all defensive players. Let's start out with the coaching change. Aubrey Pleasant. Now, and I will say, Aubrey Pleasant, I loved the man. He was a very, very wonderful guy. And I'll tell you even more I met his dad at training camp. His dad was the coolest. He sat at the side while we hung out and talked, and it's people come up and talk to me and I'm not blowing my own, you know, whatever, but they, Hey, love the show. That kind of thing. It's really, I appreciate everyone who does that. It means a great deal. I don't live and die for the EP, right? That's not my thing, but the folks that do recognize us and say, Hey, great show. Appreciate it a lot. It really does mean a lot. But so we sat there and talked and and talked about training camp, you know, the, the day at training camp, the whole thing, and everything finished up And this wonderful gentleman came walking down. Older guy was by himself. And he came down and he said, "Hey, I really enjoy you guys' show. I really appreciate what you guys do. And I was like, oh, thanks a lot. I I really appreciate that. Um, You know, we talked a little bit. And I said, so what's your name? He said, Gardner. Gardner Pleasant. I was like, nice to to meet you. And he had about four steps down the way. I'm like, Gardner Pleasant, what? (laughs) And it hit me. It was Aubrey's dad. Aubrey's dad. And just a kind gentleman, right? Just a wonderful person. And Aubrey's a great dude, too. So that being said, right? Football's football. People are people, and and you got to be able to separate. So Aubrey Pleasant's gone, and the team performed. The the, the secondary absolutely came out and performed. You'll see that with a head coaching change. We saw that when Bevel happened, and we we talked about that. The Lions have had plenty of. We fired a coach mid season, and then you get the bounce back thing. Do you think this is bounce back, Riz, or do you think this is there's something more to this?
1: I, I do think there's something more to it, and I don't want – and this is not – again, as you said, this is not an indictment of Aubrey Pleasant or his coaching mm-hmm. skills. Nope. He wasn't having a good year, um, and I think he would probably acknowledge that. But the changes that happened also coincided with a couple of personnel changes, and they also coincided with the Packers being the opponent. And what excites me well, – well, I'll jump ahead away a little bit here – the Bears receivers don't scare me at all. The Packers receivers didn't scare me at all. And I think that's a great time to make this sort of a change where you're going to see positive improvement simply because you're playing the two worst passing offenses on your schedule in a row yeah. right after you make this change. Like that's, that's fortuitous timing.
0: Jerry coming back certainly helped. We'll talk about Jerry. I got, um, oh man, I got a Jerry boner. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get more of that. But there were
1: a couple of things. Will Harris playing the slot specifically against Green Bay was a fantastic matchup for Will. Yeah, and he played well. Yep, yep. And Mike, Mike Hughes coming back and playing outside, and he and Jerry sort of sort of shared that role. Uh, I I thought Mike Hughes played well. Um, He needs to be outside. He is not a slot corner. I know he's small. Like, but he's he's a he's a small outside corner. Ask Kansas City. Ask Minnesota. He's not a slot guy, and they've been playing him there before he got hurt. Uh, So I think I think those things helped. I'm going to say that the linebacking core being where it was last, like two good games in a row from Alex Anzalone. That's not something that you counted on. And I thought you know we got the best of Derek Barnes with the best he's ever played. That was an unexpected boon. And then you you got safeties. My God, Kirby Joseph growing up into a a pro bowl player before our very eyes. Uh, That's all – it's coincidental, but it's also – I'm not sure – and again, I don't mean this in any disrespectful way to Aubrey Pleasant. I'm not sure that that would have all happened if he was still there. I think Dan Campbell's point – that the messenger needed to change was very accurate. They they just it wasn't happening with all, with with what Aubrey was telling those guys. Yep. It, like other than with Jeff Okuda, it wasn't really resonating with the players very well. And and again, that that's that's not to say that Aubrey Pleasant isn't a good coach. And you know the the, the players were tuning him out at all or anything because that that's that's not. I, I hope that's not the interpretation that, of what I'm saying there. It's more of you know, the change needed to happen just to change, to change something up. Yeah. Like it wasn't working. What what he was doing wasn't working with what the players that he has were. And the change was good, in, you know, aside from the shock value. Because I do think that it the message that the players got out of it was like, holy crap, we're playing so bad that we got a good man fired. Mm-hmm. And that that's absolutely the way that was received in the building. And that's probably the message that they needed to have. Um, we we just cost a good man and a good coach his job because we were playing like crap, and that's the message that they needed. And, and if that's that's the catalyst for them playing that much better, uh, you know, good on Campbell for for
0: making the tough decision. Yep. Yep. And so, so Detroit fan man, but was it Jacob's return or Pleasant's termination? Just like last year, was it Decker replacing Nelson or Lynn's termination? I think it's more Jimmy Joes rather than coaching, but it's, this is persuasive. I think it's an, a yes. It's all of the above. It's above. It's a combinations of, uh, of those things. But with that, I want to talk about Jerry Jacobs first because Jerry Jacobs is a superstar and he's, he's a superstar in the Jerry making. he a game. <laughs> people are, some people are arguing about on Twitter and, and Riz, you know, picked him out, picked him out. Early, I mean, right off the top, and um, before training camp even started, right? We were talking OTAs. We were talking to him, and trying to get him on the show in May. Um, we saw it; the guy had it. We had him on the show
1: in mid July. Yep. Um, we actually, it, it was my son's birthday. We had him on it, July 18th. That we had him on the show that day. Um, I was in a hotel room in Augusta, Georgia, while my son was playing EYPL basketball. And I ducked <laughs> out for a little bit. And remember, there was a dog trying to come through the door. And Jerry's <laughs> like, "Someone got to control their pit bull. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, we've, we've been with Jerry for a long time.
0: Yep. The original, <laughs> we were just supposed to come on in May and then some things happened. But Jerry, let me just talk about what Jerry did out there for folks that didn't see it. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers was 0-4 thrown against him. Uh, he had one pass defended, three solo tackles, a tackle for a loss, a PI that was a hold, um, third best coverage on the team, scored 15 points higher than Okuda on PFF. And at halftime, he talked smack to Aaron <laughs> and introduced him to the seatbelt game gang. And it's it's funny because he's like, You ain't throwing on me, don't throw on me. He's like, Yeah, you're doing good. He's like, Yeah, yeah. He said, like, Keep it up. Okay, okay. And oh, yeah, what about get a jersey sign? <laughs>
1: first rule of sales man you don't ask you don't get yeah jerry's
0: jerry's he is an absolute person i love him he's funnier than hell but jerry out there came in again we're talking about a udfa guy coming off uh uh an acl injury and and outplaying okuda who look. We we could give him shit for for the uh, the own goals, you know, hitting, doing the Louis Dumas missile plays. But the reality was, Jeff Okuda is out there banging heads, messing people up, and he's been playing great this year. For Jerry to step on the field after that injury, I'm going to tell you, Lions fans, you should feel really, really good about what we have at cornerback. If that's the kind of play we're going to get out of these guys on an ongoing basis, because Jerry and Jeff are a hell. I told you, I told you. I told you people when injury came back, the outside corners. This is going to be great for the Detroit Lions for a long, long time. You saw the competence
1: in, and this is something that I talked about early in the season when, when we were looking at defensive changes that needed to happen. Don't let guys get clean releases, especially if they're trying to get inside. And while it wasn't Okuda's best game, you saw him control the release. Like, okay, you want to go Around me to the outside, that's fine, and that that is something that's a, that that's an Aaron Glenn emphasis is controlling the release, whether it's inside or outside. Whatever they want to do, they don't want guys to get clean releases. What happened in the last game, and why why is Aubrey Pleasant no longer here? Because his guys didn't do it. They they either had the MAs, the I talked about it in the the video that I did, the missed assignments, that Dan Harps on. Or they just didn't try, and that's 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 even worse. Yeah, that's the worst. Like the, the, worst. I, Jerry did a good job of it. Uh, Will Harris uh, again. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Will a lot of credit. Will oh, Harris yeah, yeah. jamming out of the slot and disrupting the timing because one of the things that we we've all seen Green Bay's offense. We know what they like to do. They like to run their inside guy to set a screen for the outside guy to get him open coming somewhere. Will didn't let that guy get to that. Like they couldn't set those picks and rubs. Because Will Harris played his balls off on the inside. And for, for people who've watched the show for a long time, they know I've been a very harsh Will Harris critic. That was, that was a phenomenal game for Will. He was the right man for the job, specifically on Sunday. And that made me very happy to, to, to write and say nice things to Will Harris because he's a great guy. Um, and I wish that he was a great player. And we finally got glimpses of like, man, he, he had a great game. This is and what they're That, seeing helped, in that it. helped everything. And you saw, you saw how much that helped Jerry and how much it helped Jeff and how much it helped Kirby Joseph not have to worry about like, okay, I don't have to go with this guy because, you know, Will's here. Like Jerry's out here. I can play some, I can play those center field. I can go pick a ball off. I can yeah. take a risk or two. Yep. And yep. that, that, that playing freedom, we saw what that did. Like that was, it was, it was like watching Glover Quinn. It really was. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's funny because when, when we first interviewed Kirby, as, as we being the Lions media in his first media session in, in training camp, we asked him like, what do you know about the Lions? And, and he brought up Glover Quinn. It's like one of his favorite players to model his game after. Uh, and that like, we kind of thought that it was maybe a bit of a line, but man, if you watched him Sunday, like you were looking at Glover Quinn circa 2016 2017, like who's yeah. got it, man? Yeah. Um, and, and, and Glover Quinn, by the way, didn't didn't play safety until he got to Detroit. In Houston, he was a cornerback. Yeah. When he was at New Mexico, he started out as a wide receiver, he transitioned to
0: cornerback. Yep. Uh, you, you can see that that parallel growth like that. Yeah, I'll tell you. And, and I apologize, everyone. My voice, my throat's like sandpaper tonight, so I got some throat drops, and I'm trying to keep it lubricated here. Um, but. um jeff okuda jerry jacobs great pair out there just impressive love to see will harris do what he did it was just spectacular to see how he was able to uh play in that slot corner to see that kind of ceiling piece and i don't know if that's a ceiling but see him above where he's been playing and really to be able to put himself out there and do that um questions for jerry um We'll have him. We'll have him on. I, I would, I would, I would bank. I mean, he said he doesn't do any other podcasts but us, but uh, I would bank on him seeing him around St. Jude and we'll talk about all kinds of Jerry stuff. He's, he's such a great guy. I would, I would bank on maybe having an opportunity to bid on some Jerry stuff and get your, uh, your Jerry stuff going, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, if you want to get your, you want to rep Jerry in the meantime. Get your seatbelt gang stuff, seatbeltgang.com, seatbeltgang.com. Got the the the, the, the tumblers, the shirts, the, I mean, the whole ball of wax, it's all there. All going to help uh, local charities. Had a little bit of a break just because people weren't seeing Jerry and kind of forgot what was there. And now suddenly people remember who Jerry is and what he can bring. And uh, the seatbelt gang is back in town. Saw CJ Moore snap that belt on. You know what's going on. Everybody, it's getting in the seatbelt gang. Seatbeltgang.com, get your stuff now. All right. Uh, Jeff Okuda out there played well, played played very well. Um, I didn't. Other than the the Lewis Delmas missile effect, um, he was. I, I, I I'm I'm high on Jeff Okuda. It wasn't his best game of the season, but it was by no means a bad game by Jeff Okuda.
1: Oh yeah, he played he played
0: well. Yeah, well yeah. enough. Well enough. Yeah. That's for dang sure. Yeah. So he's good. Another guy I want to talk about Jeff Pascal. Josh Pascal. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. Um, It was Jeff Okuda, Josh Pascal. (laughs) They're both Jays. What do you want from me? Um, So fourth most pressures for a rookie this season. Hutch had six in week two, and Hutch is tied with two others. So there's three people tied for six. He had five pressures, Josh Pascal. In his was this his second game back or was it his third game back? Third, yeah, third yeah, game, confused. Can't remember his name. Can't remember how many games. Three games, and he's already out there just crushing it. I mean, there's this is a hell of a story. Josh is just come again. He very much like Jerry. He just shows up from injury and he just starts crushing heads. He just starts pounding people. And uh, to come out game three, his rookie season, and have the what's effectively the second highest count for pressures in the league for rookies great to hear great to hear what a great pick for the lions and another great brad holmes checkbox checked for moving things
1: forward so far so good and this is one of those where we we a lot of us preach you got to be patient man like like i i liked pastel um i, I was never on the levi pick but i liked josh pascal a lot coming out of kentucky i thought he was a great fit for how the lions use they don't really call it an edge anymore, that it is a four three defensive end. But his ability to win heads up or heads up over a tight end or a wide nine, like he can he can win from all those. He can also attack inside. And Hutchinson can do the same on the other side. When you've got two guys that you're they're unpredictable in how they're gonna rush on any particular play, but they're also disciplined in getting there. Um I saw one play where Hutchinson lost edge contain and Aaron Rodgers ran for a, a nice game. Mm-hmm. And I saw one play where Pascal overran and allowed Rodgers to step up and back in and make a throw um, because he got pushed too far out wide. For that to only happen twice against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, like you're not you're not going to have a perfect game against them. You're just not. That's an unrealistic expectation. If your rookies are only taking out a position where it can get exploited by arguably the greatest quarterback of the 21st century twice in a game, you'll take that.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and um, <clears throat> I think it's um, really good news seeing what we have from our guys um, I, I'd, I'd say for the kids for the kids out there you know uh, Brad Holmes will be busting and Brian Dutkunst is cap <laughs> so there you go don't know what you just said I know <laughs> no idea oh man it's fun stuff alright Pascal out there Josh Pascal out there killing it, um, loving it, loving it, loving it. Uh, let's get to Kirby Joseph. He was the guy. He was he was a love of the week. People came out just screaming his name, loving his name, and um, I just want to do one quick quote quote from Kirby on his Insta. To be honest, I just been farting. Y'all ain't seen shit yet. <laughs> what a horribly awesome quote. <laughs> Kirby and I are spirit animals. <laughs> yes, one hundred uh, percent. When,
1: when that first got posted into our Patreon Slack, the smartest uh, conversation, smartest last conversation on the internet. Join for five dollars a month. Do it. You want to be there, and a couple people have joined this week, and they haven't quit instantly, which is kind of nice. Um, you know, it, it's worth it. It's it. Come on in, and like when it first got posted in there, anyways, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like somebody's photoshopping because. Like, I'm not good at picking out what's Photoshopped. I'm just not. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit of a Luddite there, but so I went, I actually went to his Instagram page, and indeed it was there. Um, I am that guy, by the way, who does that. Like, if something gets posted, I'm not sure what it is, I will go to the original source to verify it. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's journalistic principles. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, so I did check that out, and it was in fact
0: real, and it was funny as hell. In the chat, great. Um, yeah, those guys you're talking about. Ask them why they don't pay their te- their their talent. Why so many people left because they didn't get paid. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Kirby's the rock and roll star. Love him. Holmes had a guy who would who he would take at 46 and it was a dream to get him at 97 with Kirby. And and Kirby, we said there was no expectation for him to get on the field. He got on the job training for a couple of weeks, and now we're starting to see what they saw in him and watching him grow. This is this is spectacular. Watching him out there, and I think. Having Jerry out there and the, the cornerback play the way it is, as you said earlier, gave him that room to roam. Gave him the ability to go out there and, and grab those grab those balls. <laughs> um, someone else to yeah, talk about. He, and, and, so he <laughs> got the two interceptions. I think his best play
1: was actually the play where he broke up the pass over his head. Was that was beautiful. a phenomenal. Like, And I thought, um, by the way, the Fox crew, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, give me them every dang week. Burkhardt started slow. Then I realized that he was at the World Series game tonight. Before calling it, like, okay, I'll give you a little bit of slack on that, dude. Yeah. probably didn't get much time to prep. Kirby recall. Joseph started that play standing right next to Josh Pascal at the line of scrimmage. Sprinted down the field with their with their fastest receiver and broke that play up. That that's a phenomenal play. That is not a play that we've seen in Detroit. Like, uh, look, we we are a Tracy Walker friendly podcast. Tracy Walker is not making that play.
0: No, Kirby Josephs making that play. Yeah, and you're right. I haven't heard anything about the commentators. Olson is is uh, Romo tier, right? I love Olsen as a, as a commentator. They were great, and Lions fans don't get to see good commentators ever. But the Packers are the ones that drew them. Let's be honest; they drew them because mm-hmm. it's just the way it is. And we got to experience some of the best commentating we've seen out of the Fox crews all years. So just take a moment and soak that in that. We got that on a great day. Great. Day. We're going to get Chris Myers mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure. I haven't checked 506 yet, um, but I. it feels like a Chris Myers kind of game. <laughs> um,
0: I want to talk about somebody that a lot of people haven't talked about. Hey, Patty Grimes. Thank you for the subscription. Appreciate that. Um, Aiden Hutchinson. Everybody talks about him for, you know, first round pick, second overall, all that kind of stuff. But my guy got an interception. <laughs> my guy looked like the intended receiver on that interception. Hutchinson so, had, had another great game. And I, I just want to kind of point to all the f- folks and so, call them Bustinson earlier. I get you're mad at the team and the results and all that kind of stuff. But just, just back off. Everything is, is measured over time, especially in football. And you don't know what you're looking at until you get some time and see where things are. Aiden Hutchinson is not Bustinson. He's not a wasted pick. He's going to be great. And he's going to be great for a long time for the Detroit Lions, barring injury. So just just back the Bustinson stuff down. Be, be, it's okay to be angry when they're when they're not doing well. But be angry in the right way for the right things. It's just I don't know. that kind of bothered me because he never really was bad. He just got outplayed by multiple players generally. He's been
1: far and away the best rookie pass rusher. Uh, it's not even close. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I did yeah. And uh, uh, so w- th- let's go back to that, that interception play. Okay. Because that's a very telling play. It's sort of a tale of two cities there. You've got the Packers running a tackle-eligible play to David Bakhtiari, who was questionable for the game with a knee injury and clearly couldn't move at all. Yep. So their play design is let's send the injured tackle out. Not our tight ends. Not our wide receivers. Not our running backs. And their running backs are very good receivers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Let's run this play to this. That's how. That's how little. That's how much disdain we have for this Detroit Lions. We're, we're going to run this crap against you because you. We think you're terrible. And Aiden Hutchinson sensed it as soon as he saw Bakhtiari leave. He's like, okay, sums up. And he dropped back, and it was an, it was a god awful throw from Aaron Rodgers because he was <laughs> under a little bit of pressure. Um, Rodgers didn't get any mustard on the ball at all, and Aiden Hutchinson went back and made a phenomenal play. Oh, by the way, Bakhtiari got injured, inj- aggravated his injury on that play, and spent almost the entire rest of the game riding the exercise bike. That's why Packers fans are so in flames about their team right now, and they should be. Oh my God! That's the kind of play, though, that in 2019, works against the Detroit Lions. In 2022, even with our defense as historically awful as it's been, and by the way, they're not anymore. Um, they're not on that pace anymore. Thank God. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that a you know, I don't want to say it's going to turn a season around because it's not. Um. Let's not get, let's not break that Kool-Aid jug back out.
0: Not yet, Still, but everything you can tell over time, let's, let's not, let's right. not keep it. Let's not throw it away yet. But, no, no, but God don't no, break it no. out. No, but,
1: yeah. But uh, yeah, understand the
0: context of the, of the, the win
1: is that you just watched a green Bay team get humiliated by the worst defense in the NFL. And one of the three worst defenses in NFL history. And they know it that, and they know it. Yeah. And uh, look, I am not – Chris, you know this about me. I am not someone who actively roots for bad things to happen to teams or players. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to complain about what's going on with Chris. <laughs> you know? my, 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 uh, my eyes dry every time I hear about it. <laughs> there is no moisture. Um, yeah. And, and so, so one of the things I, – I, I tweeted something
1: out, and I forget exactly what I said, but I basically said right after the game, like this was much more of a Packers loss than was the Lions win. And it got taken poorly by a lot of people. And I, I, I get that. it was poor timing on my part. I'll acknowledge that. But it absolutely, like, as the more I look back at the game and the more I've done the film review, like the, the Lions did play well. They're deep. They deserve credit. But my God, the Packers really, really played poorly. And they they were more complicit in their loss. Then I've seen a team be complicit in their own loss in a long time, and I watched a shitload of football. Yeah, <laughs> like that—that that was a terrible team, and and losing Rashawn Gary the way they did, losing um, Aaron Jones went out of the game. Like they, Christian Watson got got a concussion protocol again. Yeah, that's that's Bad the news. third time. Third time in eight games he's been in the concussion program,
0: and the guy couldn't catch a ball before that. I mean, we talked about it in Senior Bowl, right? A lot of people. He was Christian Watson. Christian Watson. We want Christian Watson. No, no, he can't hold on to a ball. Let it go, and you're seeing it. I mean, we we told you. You're you're seeing what we saw and what we what we saw before Senior Bowl. What we saw there feel bad for the guy. No one deserves, oh, yeah, you know, so. The, the, so the, yeah. the concussion being in the protocol, any of that kind of stuff. But he's just not the player that we knew he wasn't the player. I want to talk about really quick, the before we get into the misery of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay fans and the joy of watching everything cheese burn, um, there's been a lot of talk about the play clock. And I want to just kind of, we had somebody, we were, it, you know, Slack. The Slack is everywhere. You can't do anything without the slack. No one no, you can. close your curtains. <laughs> slack is there. Anyway, uh, we, <laughs> we had people at the game watching the clock. And, um, I think what I need to do is, is what I want to do. I don't know if I want to have time. I never have time for anything anymore, but to go, you know, the little sky cam that flies around that shows the different views, the Madden view of the game to be able to catch the play clock and the stadium clock and see how far off they were because, mm-hmm. We, we heard from people at the stadium that there was one potential missed delay a game, but nowhere near like what we we're talking about. And you can guarantee the Lions coaches would have been all over having an absolute meltdown if they had missed that many calls. The Fox clock, look, Fox screws up a lot of things in their broadcasts and the clock is one of them. It is absolutely unreliable what you see on TV. Why? I talked about this in the post-game show. This is the kind of thing where a clock is the most objective thing in the world. And to try to make something objective, subjective is when you don't have to. You watch um, any of the Olympic games with a clock, the clock is right on. They have the clock every single time sync sing perfectly. Why is it that they can't do it here? It has to be because they don't want to have it right. Why is that? well we're talking about the play clock right that's that's what it comes down to i'll uh, i'll go take a look i'll see if i can get that uh that view and get some some looks at it but uh don't worry about the clock um it's, it's yeah, so it that that, that
1: was it. something that um people who were at the stadium like like you said there was only one and it happened to be the last one um the most critical one that was missed but yeah, yeah th- it the f- was the third and 11 yeah or third and 17 yeah.
0: third and exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that was that was weird. And uh, and as, I, as it got brought up in the slack, remember in the old days when they used to have a camera that was trained on, on the, the clock, clock and they would superimpose yeah. it instead of having their own clock? Yep. Yep. What a good idea to go back to 1978 technology because Fox clearly can't handle the 21st century. No, no. They're 20th century Fox. Remember
0: that? <laughs> yep. And and again, it's just like the, the play clock with um, having a buzzer for the ref. Absolutely. Right. That's all you have to do. And and still, we want to see it. We want the transparency of seeing it. It's the same thing with spotting the ball. I mean, if you guys look back to our senior bowl broadcast from last year with Zebra Technologies. There's an RFID chip in there. There's a chip in there and that ball is tracked. Exactly. You, you can the track the po- both points of the ball. Because there's one at each end. How do you and think there's they, one in the middle? How do you think they get they the can, next they, gen stats and the and the graphic of the ball flying through the air like that? It's not somebody drawing a picture. They have the data. They can they can spot it. What,
1: what did he say? Within three millimeters, mm-hmm. with like ninety nine percent accuracy. Yeah, yeah. With the the RFID chips, yeah. uh, and they're in there. They 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 literally just have to turn it on, and yeah. it'll work. Um, and it, they do field t- they have field tested it. In
0: training camps and in preseason games, they didn't tell you about that. Yep. And we've talked about want you to know, right? We've talked to Dean Blandino about it and they, they, they said they want it as, you know, they're, they're trying to stick with tradition with a tra- chain gang and all that. And I'm just like, no, it doesn't have to be. It's um.
1: and by the way, they've had that technology for at least 12 years Yep. and the NFL knows it.
0: Yep. Yep. I work with a guy who used to work for Zebra. And um, he was he was involved with it was basically an inventory tracking system in warehouses years ago. That's what it was found nope. for. And they found a good place at the NFL. So time clock is what it is. I don't know. I'm not going to get um, get too worked up about it. I suggest you don't either, especially in a win. But it's it, it's the taking something objective and making it subjective is all especially when they start bringing gambling in the way they have been. It always is a point to make you say, hmm. You could be clear, clear. You could be transparent. Why aren't you? Why are you choosing not to be? And that's always the question. All right. Um. <clears throat> hey, thanks, Luke Brunskill. Uh, y'all got got your all beautiful faces up on the big screen. You guys rock. No, no, Luke, you rock. Thank you. Uh, want say it?
1: one quick thing about yeah. the defense to go back to that real fast? Yeah. Um,
0: about the historical
1: perspective over the last three weeks, the Lions have um been the number seventeen scoring defense in the NFL over the last three weeks. That's a harsh improvement, big improvement from 32nd. Um, in fact, they are 10 points less per game than the team that has last over the last three weeks, which happens to be Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So
0: they are getting better. <laughs> Steel Mon- Monville taking ownership is the highest form of maturity. And it feels like Aaron was having difficult taking time uh, ownership of this loss. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that because I think there's something that we saw that a lot of people didn't see from Aaron this week that sets apart sets him apart and is a real differentiator in leadership between the two teams. But our spies <laughs> in the stadium and the Slack channel saw it and let us know. <laughs> let's uh let's get to the misery of Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay fans, and yes. the joy of watching it all burn. That's gonna be my <laughs> They are so due. They're due decades of of misery. But I'm gonna start with the difference in leadership. And this is a really, really simple thing that anybody could have saw, but it, I didn't hear anybody talking about it. Aaron Rodgers on the bench, always alone. Never, ever sat with anybody and he doesn't. Intentionally
1: alone. Like dude, dude's coming to sit by him and he will get up, move and sit five feet away. That happened a lot. That'll
0: fly, that'll fly if you win. But what you're seeing right now. Is the absolute meltdown of people that don't know what losing feels like have never done it before, and when you have leadership based on this kind of thing, this is if this is the, the if Matt Patricia would have won, this it would have been this tenuous hold on the team, and the first time things went bad, it would have all crumbled, it would have all crushed. I mean, look at people were starting to turn on the coaching staff before this Green Bay game, but I mean, we're a season and a half in, we had. Four wins at that point, I believe it was. Um, not a whole lot of success. I'll tell you right now, if the 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 Green Bay Packers had lost as many games as the Lions had, that whole place, Lambeau Field would be on fire. You could buy stock in that team for pennies. It would be just an absolute shite show. And and that's what's gonna come. That's gonna that's that's what's gonna come for as they fail, because we have now seen what is coming from this. Uh, this Green Bay Packers team. And I don't think that with the – I don't think LeFleur is going to survive. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to survive his contract. I don't think he'll – he he's the kind of guy who'll give up, right? Um, I don't know what they can do because they're not going to get – there's just no way they're going to get another quarterback like that. Jordan Love ain't it, right? I don't Jordan, know. Jordan
1: Love legitimately could not beat out Tim Boyle. I think we have a pretty good idea of who – Tim Boyle is. And if Tim Boyle is better than you, you ain't it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a situation where people who have been gifted the, the, the hall of fame quarterback for so long are about to experience the land of Joey Harrington. And this is, this is really incredible. This is a fan base. The meltdown, it, 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 it's going to be delicious. It's, it's going to be absolutely delicious to watch because they've not done it and they've been cheap in, in free agency. They don't know how to do it. Right, they don't know because they've always been able to rely on the fact that hey, we've got Aaron Rodgers, we have Devontae Adams, we have you know uh, Cobb before him. We have all these receivers and, and and Aaron Rodgers. We can make anything happen. And Aaron has traditionally been a, a really really smart guy within the game and then around the game, catching the twelve men on the field, getting the BS, you know, uh, long ball interference. I mean, he's he's just good at those kinds of things. There you go. Um, it's really going to be interesting as that just melts away because the whole organization doesn't know what to do. Not a single soul in that building, I think, knows what it was like to be an eighties Packers fan. Right? I mean, not, I don't think any of them know what to do. And that we're not going to cry about that. Now they're going
1: to get shots. They're going to, they they could wind up with Baker Mayfield. They could wind up with uh, Marcus Mariota because it seems like Atlanta, um, once they're not winning the NFC South anymore. <laughs> um, And, but by the way, they're four and five and tied for first place, which is just insane to me. But you know, uh, they're going to get a veteran in. I, I can't fathom them going with Jordan Love as the only quarterback option. They can have Tim Boyle back. He can go. That's, yeah, that's good. He can start for him.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> please.
1: The the other thing with and and I I talked for a long time with somebody who was seated just behind the Packers bench, and he um, at my request only watched Rodgers on the sideline, Did, didn't actually watch the Lions play offense that much. He watched Rodgers and coaches would come to Rodgers and he would avoid them. Matt LaFleur walked to him one time. Rodgers took his hat off, put it back on and walked away. Uh, uh, Sammy Watkins, the, the before their penultimate drive, not the last drive, but the one before it, that's what penultimate means, um, teach you guys some English today. Um, he went to Aaron on the sidelines and Aaron turned his back to him, put his hands up like this and walked away. Like, like he wants nothing to do with these guys. Yep. And that feeling is going to get more mutual as they continue to lose. Um, look, they've, not, they've lost five in a row. Um, and losing to Detroit, as much as we as Lions fans don't want to acknowledge or admit it, we're not a good football team. We are certainly not perceived as a good football team. So when you lose to that, and Aaron Rodgers talked about it after the game, when he said we can't lose that game to that team, yeah, that's right, you can't. Um, and we'll take it, and yeah. we're happy about that. And that's that. You're in your own way, you're real like you're indicting yourself and indicting your team. And there is not a good way to exit from that when you have been the way Aaron Rodgers has been um, the way he's over been. the last few months <laughs> a the couple way he years, is really
0: yeah 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 he's 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 hard for people to get along with he doesn't want to get along with people he's he's a bit of a, a loner and doesn't you know want to play and, and his only friend it seems like right now is lafleur that's not gonna fly in a little bit he, he's gonna he's gonna burn the lafleur you watch you watch those two are not gonna like each other real soon Micro mike, mike i stand with chris and riz don't make up lies about you guys. Thank you. I appreciate you, brother, looking out there and uh, some of the folks out talking some silly stuff out there that don't know what they're talking about. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about, and I don't want to know. No, no, it's just some nobody trying to make something into something. Um, do you think that the Lions are Remember. keeping Boyle on the roster to groom as a coaching intern in the near future? Keeping him the roster is inexplicable otherwise.
1: It's possible. He is a good dude. Uh, He's a great guy. I, I, yeah. I, I personally like him. I just don't ever want to see him play quarterback
0: again. Yeah, yeah. No. He's not he's not there to be a quarterback. That's that's for sure. It's not because of his his quarterback skills. Yeah. Um, um he's, he's on the practice squad. Nate Sudfeld is the backup. Um, so it's
1: not look, the the quarterbacks, they're going to add a quarterback or two this offseason. We'll we'll get into that later. There's time for that later. Uh but they're uh, there's no real point in cutting him because you're not going to find anybody that's better than him that knows the offense right now to run your practice squad team. So that's, uh, you know, it, it's more a case of who are you going to get? Like, do we want um, Jordan Tamu again? Like, nah, okay, I ain't going get it either. Like, there, there's no point in making a change unless you absolutely have to. And there's no reason to, to do that. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, here's a good one. When the Packers coach looks like a beta to the alpha quarterback, it's never a good look. Great way to lose leadership for the rest of the team. Um Arizona, Kyler Murphy. Okay. Kyler Oh my god, Kyler Murray. <laughs> I can't. I'm dumb. Um and uh Kingsbury, right? Klingleberry. Crinkleberry. <laughs> um, it is it is he's he's not gonna laugh. Kingsbury's not gonna last. I am sorry. Murray's gonna overrun him. The, the, that relationship is the coach always loses. The coach always loses in that. One.
1: When, when the quarterback gets the, what, when did he get, $240 million, something like that? Man, no, no, that, that, was, that was Deshaun. Kyler got like one eighty or something like that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot more than they're paying Cliff, and it's more money than they would need to pay to Cliff to go away. <laughs> um, and considering that Cliff couldn't win at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, it's probably Cliff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cliff's
0: falling off one. Yeah. Um yeah. he can go back to his evil lair. Stephen Monville leadership is influence. It seems like that's slipping away from Rogers. Absolutely is. Absolutely no. is because he leads from a pedestal. He doesn't lead within his people. They listen to him. You trade for this, you do that. Aaron Rodgers thinks he's the GM, thinks he's the coach. Cost Mike McCarthy his job more than likely. Um he just thinks he is above everybody. And that doesn't fly when things aren't going well because you just put yourself as the key guy and things aren't going well. Now you're the reason. And then when you turn around and start blaming everybody else and you threw three interceptions and you choked out that whole entire game, they are going to throw you under the bus and you're seeing it. Fans, fans. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarterback for sure. Fans throwing him under the bus and then backing it up to make sure he's dead right now. It is crazy how fast a guy that's done so much for a team is getting thrown out by the the fans.
1: The fickle nature of fandom and, and winning. Like, what have you done for me lately, dude? Eddie, what have you done for me lately? For those of you who know Eddie Murphy Raw, please go watch it. <laughs> it's great. No, don't. don't. It's, it's, it's dated. It's, it, it's wildly <laughs> politically incorrect. Mm-hmm. But in 1986, when he walked out with the,
0: the leather jumpsuit on. and I used to quote that and oh, laugh at God. it and think it was the funniest thing in the world. And about six months ago, I went back to watch it and I couldn't make it past 10 minutes, dude. I really it's, it's, couldn't. It's very dated. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've changed way more than I ever knew. Way more than I yeah. ever knew. Wow, and I didn't know that yeah, it was. So, that so, bad. some
1: then. of it is is in the day and age we're in now is quite uncomfortable to watch. I'm like, oh crap, I thought that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah when I was real. 15 when I'm when I'm 50, not so much. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, so the 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 way that it changes, like like two weeks ago, we're getting we're getting comments on our podcast, like Dan's got to go. Like yeah. this is hopeless. Now people are like, man, he just he just bested Aaron Rodgers. Like. Let's playoffs, man. We're only we we win against the Bears. We're no more than one game out of the wild card spot. I mean, <laughs> y- y'all, you got to find a rudder, man,
0: because your boat's going all over the harbor. Yep, yep. And it's it's the thing with time, and then people say we've been waiting sixty years. Well, you haven't. You made a season and a half with this regime. It's completely different. It's a completely different. We're the Ford ownership. They don't know. It's not like the Fords haven't been spending. I was at um. When I was in um, on my work trip, I was at the bar uh, one night, the hotel bar, and two people—one from Rochester Hills, one from Plymouth—we're um, at the bar in another state, and I was like, "Holy cow!" So we started talking. The Lions came up, and the one guy just starts saying, "Yeah, the the Ford—they're just too involved. They're just too involved with this team. They're doing too much, and um, like, and 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 the 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 players—they—they—they they, they just can't draft. They—and they, and the guy's just talking like. Like he has no idea. I, I just immediately was like, okay, never mind. I'm not talking lions. I'm just drinking beer, uh, and and ignored the rest of the conversation with them. People just are all over the place, man. It's all over the place. Just it's been it's not been sixty years. It's been a, a season and a half. The Fords are not. The Fords have spent money like crazy. The Fords are not the reason. I think you know. There's reasons they hired Millen. There's other things that happened and mistakes have been made. I don't see the Fords making those mistakes right now. If you're believing the the, the the voodoo and the hoodoo and the juju, fine, that's cool. If you're if you're a luck person, that's that's your thing. I, I kind of don't go that route. Um, I think you've got a new regime, new people, and you got to see what they're going to do. Three years. If if three years you do your evaluation, and you see what you got, and if it looks like it's going to work, cool. Um, Ash is a big. You'll know if the rebuild is working after two years. I think he's right. I think though you're two years plus this draft because I think. Um This team was starting at like less than zero when Patricia and uh Quinn were gone so i i, I that's kind of where I'm at. You know you have a whole team full of rookies. You know you have a brand new coach, a guy who's gonna learn. I think we're seeing growth and learning from Coach Campbell this season, just in clock management and and we'll get to the fourth down decisions versus play calls here in a second, but just how he's changed his style. And what he's learned about managing games in just the season alone, we've seen significant growth out of the coach. I think we're we're seeing all the right things happen. We're seeing teams play really close. Close sucks. I know. We beat the Packers. We did it. The defense was the star of the show. Notice we didn't even talk about the offense We went. we reviewed the game because the offense was complete ass. It was like what, 130 yards for golf all day. It was terrible. Swift being back was great. It was nice to see him play and play hard. That was something we were certainly watching. Um, <laughs> Until slide he giggle. didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> insider <laughs> slide giggle. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there, that, you know, that, that's the way it is. But that defense really, really stood up. That defense stood up this week, and we saw some serious change out of them, and they did some good stuff. What's next? What's going to happen against Chicago? We'll talk about that a little bit. But there's a difference in how this team is being led, versus the Green Bay Packers. There's a difference in how the, the the locker room is handling losses in Detroit than how it's handling the losses in Green Bay. Green Bay is about to just turn into a massive tire fire in a dumpster. I mean, it's going to be the worst of all worlds. The Lions are holding together. They have plenty players coming out that are out there giving their heart and soul for a team that's got two wins on the season. There's a big difference in where the, the direction and the trajectory of these teams and the leadership on these teams. And look, if you have it, you have it. But, you know, with this regime, we're going to get the most out of those players. And that's what we're going to see. And that's all you can ask. Get the most out of the talent you have. And that's, if that's good enough, great. If you don't have the talent and, and, the, and their most isn't good enough, maybe it's time to move on.
1: We're seeing that this team can develop young talent. We're seeing that. We saw, we saw Derek Barnes just play his best game. We're seeing the ascension of Kirby Joseph, of Josh Pascal. Ali McNeil had a pretty solid game. Um, still not having the pass rush impact that I think we'd like for him to do. He's playing pretty good football in the middle of that field. Yeah. And benching Michael Brockers has worked. Uh, that, that's that's not a coincidence. That the defense have gotten better when he's not playing. When he's a healthy, scratch. You're seeing progress from Alex Anzalone. He he was the best Lions defender against Miami. He had another pretty solid game this week. Like that's. Uh, that's, that's, that's very strange to me, um, and as somebody noted on Twitter, um, that with the, the anal zone misspelling Jersey, which is just great. <laughs> <laughs> I like got to bring that because that was great. But you're seeing like Deshaun Elliott is figuring his way out at safety. You're seeing progress from Will Harris, um, obviously later in his career arc than we would like, but he's playing. He's he hasn't been awful. Like and, and again, Sunday he was great. He was great, Chris. It was yeah. it was yeah. it was great to see. And you're also seeing progress on the offensive side of the ball. To go real quick to it, they got rid of T.J. Hawkinson. James Mitchell caught his first touchdown pass. Sane Shane Shane, Shane Zilstra. Easy for me to say. Yeah, on yeah. <laughs> caught his first touchdown pass with his brother on the sideline. That that, by the way, is a fantastic story. I wrote about that uh, at Lions Wire. Check that out there because we, yep. we don't we don't we got other things to talk about here. But you, you are seeing progress. Jonah Jackson had another strong game. I think this was Frank Ragnow's best game at center that I've seen in some time. Um, and I'll be honest, I have not looked at the BFF grades. Other than I know that Jerry did well, and I know that Kirby did very very well. Yep. Um. I, but I'm I'm going to guess that. That was probably Ragnow's best
0: game in the last four or five weeks. Kirby 83, um, Jacob, 75.3. Um who were who we looking for? Sorry, you said um uh Frank Ragnow. Rags. He got 74.2 this week. Well, oh, that's that's definitely better than he has been. Yep. Um look,
1: look, Taylor Decker didn't have a great game. Uh, in fact, in the the final two or three drives of the first half, he was downright awful. Mm-hmm. Uh I 64.1. I don't know this. I'm gonna say that his back and groin uh, is bothering him probably more than he or the Lions let on, mm-hmm. um, because he's a guy. Look, he 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 wins with his length. He's six foot eight. He's legitimately six eight too, guys. Yeah. Yes, when, when and when he can't move the way he does, like he's not. He's not a guy who wins with quickness to begin with. And if that quickness gets gets nullified by by injury, it's going to be a problem for him. The issue that they had last week was that Matt Nelson, who would be the the tackle, was out. He's out too um and as as much as we like Dan Skipper and we're you know charter members of the Dan Skipper fan club here um he's not your starting left tackle if you are you're in a lot of trouble so i i i'm not going to get on decker too much he needs to play better and if he can't they do have to find a way to mitigate that um whether it's playing Dan Skipper as your heavy tight end when they did that a lot by the way Dan Skipper lining up as the wide receiver with with Kaylee Raymond who is 11 inches short no 13 inches shorter than him next to him that was a visual that even on the all 22 it was like oh my god this is <laughs> this is great
0: hey, it hey. was like watching twins with danny devito and arnold schwarzenegger and arnold schwarzenegger is not tall either hey remind the new age i heard dlp mentioned on the 97 the one the ticket today y'all blowing up what what'd they say that's awesome that, that's cool that is good I, I hope it was my guy
1: jim costa who i uh um by the way thank you to everybody in west michigan and and people who know jim and myself we're still very good friends even though two years ago yesterday was when uh espn radio pulled the plug on 96.1 in grand rapids um they're no longer espn radio it's now um the game um i am now part of that again it took some time off i'm i'm uh in with huge i was there Last Friday, I'll be there. This Friday, um, I was on the radio yesterday. It's a nice way to bounce back. But Jim Jim Costa, I'm going to give it up for my guy. He fell up, man. He fell into his dream job at the ticket. Uh, And I know he's doing a great job there. It's it's, I, I cannot thank him enough for all the broadcasting help and advice and development that he gave to me because he didn't need to do that. Like, we'll go back in time. When that job first opened, he and I were the two finalists for it. And normally that makes it an adversarial position. He didn't see it that way. I think he was pretty confident he was better than me, and he was right. <laughs> um, and he saw it as an opportunity to do something, and we wound up doing the Sunday morning show together at his request. Like, he basically came to me and was like, hey, let's let's do this. I want to do this with you, and it, it wound up being a great thing. We went to Michigan – Uh, association brought. I have an MAB award. Um, It's not in this room, but I I do have one, um, which is pretty damn awesome. And I have Jim Costa to thank for that. And also Brendan Riley, who is now a program director in Houston on their sports radio. He he was our producer for that show. He fell up as well. Um, I'd like to think that I haven't fallen back. Um, And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm much enjoying this podcast part of it and i didn't get to do that back in the day so <laughs> it, yeah, it, yeah it, I mean, it's great do. so that that was it, was it was a fun anniversary of that ending um because that was a very sad day i will never forget get uh, i was literally just getting into my car when jim called me and said don't come in um and i'm like why he's like because the station doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. that is the cold reality of this media business and it's a very difficult it's a, like so I, but like, I wear a lot of different hats. And one of the reasons I do is because it gives you fallback. Like, if this falls through, I still got this. If this falls through, I still got the. A lot of us in the, in trying to make a living doing this for a living, that's redundant. Um, th- we have to do that just because you never know. Like, you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: All right. It's uh, a difficult way. So
1: thanks, thanks for letting
0: me indulge me on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh so someone uh, let call let let them know about the podcast that the Fox Clocks weren't saying. Appreciate that, man. That's awesome. Whoever called in and did that, thank you. You are a rock star. Appreciate it. I mean, uh it's all about you know, friends talking about you, people telling others about us, and that's the biggest compliment you give. So thank you folks for doing that. Uh is Brandy still broadcasting anywhere. I do love Lomas, but Brandy was the best. Absolutely. Brandy will be on on our uh St. Jude show. Uh, we'll talk to him. Brandy's one of my all-time heroes, uh, radio heroes. I have a couple. You know, there's a couple people who are really, really, really good at what they do, and, and Brandy's one of them. And uh, we'll he is, he is not
1: currently broadcasting. He did do, and I just heard this. He did an audio, ver, an audio book version of his book about um, all the interviews that he did inside Michigan Stadium, and, and it's it's basically a tribute to the Big House yep. um, and all the, the the things that he's encountered. He just recorded the audio of it. It's up for sale. It's on his personal website. And I, I want to say this, JimBrandstandard.com. I don't know that. If you Google it and Google the book, you'll get it. It's, it's like Voices of the Big House or something like that. Um, but he he's very proud
0: of it. I heard him do a radio interview not too long ago. Uh, so that, that's what he's been up to. And he's got a podcast that he does as well, which is always he's got some really, really good stuff going on. Um, we'll talk to you. This one's shut down. Someone asked Don H. Uh, may I may have missed it, but when he started accepting donations for St. Jude... Very, 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 very shortly. Um hold on to your hat. Give me two days <laughs> and we'll have it up. I've I've got to get uh, one thing done from St. Jude and we'll we'll start. So um we'll we'll tweet it and then we'll cover it in uh some of the the shows as well, like Scott's show and some of the other stuff that we have going on. Um yeah, Miss Brandy for sure, Bruce. Brandy was um he's for me he he was home. He's the guy that when I moved to California, um Put on the radio and the lions out in the uh, garage while I was making beer, and just to have Brandy and and, and Dan on the radio while I was it was like really old timey, you know, kind of like have the ball game on the radio, whatever. But it it took me because I mean, I moved; my whole family picked up and moved to where we knew nobody, and I was just kind of doing my thing alone in the garage. And to be able to be pulled back to where I grew up and my home, it was it was very very nice. They were my 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 anchor to to where I was from. So uh, Brandy and, and Dan will always have a warm warm place in my heart. All right, let's talk about fourth down decisions versus play calls. So let me, really quick, let me hit Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Head on over there. Anytime you're going to buy something from the Amazon, use that, and uh, they give us a little kickback, take it away from Ball Be- Bezos, put a little a couple pennies in our pocket instead of his, and it uh, doesn't cost you any more. Uh, it just helps the show and helps us keep doing what we're doing. We've got some Senior Bowl stuff coming up that it's gonna mean you know, that's always expensive every year, but we love it. Um, We don't just go in the Lions are there. We're there every year. Riz. We're not going to talk about it just yet, but there's some multiple coverages we're talking about going on now. There's some really cool, I think, stuff coming together. So we'll talk about all of that. But uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com is a great way to uh, support the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. Also, Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Any of your Lions gear, Michigan gear, Michigan State gear, Red Wings gear, Pistons gear, it's all there. And they do the same thing. They give us a little cut. It doesn't cost you any more. And that's a great way to do it. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Thank you for indulging me in all those things. Fourth down decisions versus play calls. And Riz, my my voice is starting to really strain here. Yeah, I hear you. Let me Um, set this up really quick. Please do. There's the, should we go for it or not in fourth down? That's on one half of the equation. On the other half of the equation is, okay, we're going to go for it. What are we going to do? What play are we going to call? And sometimes, I mean, it requires two good decisions. And sometimes we're maybe getting one or maybe not.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and this is something, and I fight with people on Twitter about this all the time. So, I actually did a little bit of behind the scenes research. Um, I talked to a couple of people who are employed by analytical forces. Chris, you know, one of them. Um, he yes. used to have a lot of hair and now he doesn't. Um that that there's your clue on who I talk to, um, uh. So and and I one of the things that I wanted to know was when they they're giving the win probability things for like okay, it's you know, it's fourth and two at the thirty seven yard line and it's a you're down by four. Do you kick the field goal? Do you go for it? And and based on your decision, they alter the the alleged win probability. For the team based on whether you would make it or not. And that's sort of the crux of the analytics of the situation. It does take into account the the down and distance, the game score, the time of the game, um, and and those sorts of things. And in that capacity, Dan Campbell is making the right decision a lot more than he's not, and he's making it a lot more than most coaches do from, from a pure analytical standpoint and adding win probability on um, by by making a fourth down decision, Dan Campbell is the, either the best or the second best coach in the n f l at that that's that's independent of the plays that are called and that this is where I get into it with people is because if you're making that decision, but then you're making a shit call, then you didn't make <laughs> the right decision, <laughs> and we've seen too much of that, and that's that's kind of where. I went with it, um, and one of the things that I talked – and, and this is the example that I used when I brought it up to a couple of different people. I'm like, okay, it's fourth and three from your own 47-yard line, and you have – but you are the Lions, and you've got Jared Goff as your quarterback, mm-hmm. and you've got Jamal Williams as your running back, and your wide receivers don't really scare anybody outside of Amon Ra. Mm-hmm. That's a different situation than – and the way I really framed it, I, I went extremes. You you need two yards on fourth down to make it. It's a different te- it's a different decision if you have Nick Chubb running behind Wyatt Teller and Joel Batoni are the best guards in the league in Cleveland. Like and, and your quarterback can run a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than it is if you were if you're Tampa Bay with their interior line du jour because they have so many injuries you never know who's playing for them. Leonard Fournette, who is the worst running back in the NFL, like it's a different situation. Like you're smart if you make that call. If you're Cleveland, if you're, if you're, if you're Tampa Bay, like his great that, that's a terrible play call. Like yeah. this is not what you do. And I think that that gets lost too much on the people who are so hung up on making the right analytical decision that you're forgetting the play call decision. And I was, and I'll transfer this. I think Ben Johnson gets too caught up in the analytical part of the decision and doesn't have good enough plays on fourth down. And that's what's really pissing me off. And I'll go to the one. I'll I'll let you suck on your ludens here for a second. The play where they went for it on fourth on the first drive. Okay, they shifted it into an empty set. Empty means that you don't have to worry about the run, which means that both of your defensive ends are going to come screaming off the edge at, at Jared Goff. What does Jared Goff not do? One, he can't move very well. Two, he doesn't handle pressure very well. You are asking the defense to pressure
0: him from areas where he is not going to be comfortable. One, one thing with that also, sorry, I just want to jump in. And you know that the hot route is the route that you have to cover They're not He's not right. going further than five yards. If you're you, you, you come on hard. If you see nobody in the backfield and you're a cornerback, you get down there and you blast that guy off the line. You beat the snot out of him and you've disrupted the entire play. Yes. And that's exactly what
1: happened. He went, he did get to a second progression somehow to Tom Kennedy. So he's his, his identified receiver on that play. As a five foot nine slot receiver who doesn't play much, and you're trying to throw over the line, over two linebackers in between a closing safety to a tiny receiver. That's your play. That's awful. Like, yes, you probably did make the the correct decision to go for it. If that's your play, you didn't make the right decision. Kick the damn field goal.
0: Yep. (laughs) We still won, and that's great and wonderful and appreciate that. But you're absolutely right. The play call is just as important as the decision. And that's, the and that's, that they that,
1: that's where right. they're dropping the ball. And that, by the way, is not Dan Campbell. That's Ben Johnson. If you're going to blame the fourth down mistakes, it, a lot of it is the, – there was another one. It wasn't in this game. It was uh, Dallas. I, think, I, I want to say it was the Dallas game. Maybe I, – I don't remember. But it was a, a game where they went for it. I think it was fourth and seven. And they ran three pass routes and none of them went deeper than four yards. That's that's what are you doing? And I I I I want I want to shake them. So I I want to (laughs) uh, uh, shake them like a baby. It drives me crazy because because and then the analytics people are like, oh well, they made the right decision. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're you if you kick the field goal on that first drive. That last Packers drive doesn't mean anything because they're nine
0: points behind. There ain't a nine-point play in the game. If you, Not kick, that I'm aware of anyway. If you <laughs> kick the field goal and instead of using your kicker, you choose to use Taylor Decker, you've made the wrong play call. Even if kicking the field goal was the right thing to do, you screwed yourself by putting the wrong guy in charge of the ball at that point. And that's effectively right. you know, the, the analogy to what we're doing with these fourth down plays. Now, this isn't an indictment entirely on – um on ben johnson he's a brilliant young mind this is his first year as, as an offensive coordinator he shouldn't have to have this many fourth down plays to be honest with you and i don't think anybody would scheme and build a playbook and a play sheet for this many now by this time in the year i think maybe his play sheet should have a couple more fourth down uh fourth and five fourth and three fourth and one kind of plays on it but this is um this was this is not a, not his his strong point. We'll put it that way.
1: Yeah, and, and some of it is again. Third down plays haven't been that good. Yeah. Uh, again, if you're this is something that we complained about in the Stafford era when Joe Lombardi, who is now ruining the Chargers, was ruining the Lions' offense. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. You run four receivers on fourth and or third and ten, and not one of them goes beyond four yards down the field. That's just stupid. Uh, and we are seeing that from Ben Johnson, and 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 you just said it. He's a rookie play caller. This is his first year as an offensive coordinator. We have to have faith that he's going to learn because if he doesn't, that's going to be a problem.
0: But, he's so yeah, good there... in year one as a rookie, though. He's learned so much to get to that point. I guarantee. Yeah, Ben Johnson is going to continue to improve. There's yeah. No so, so mind.
1: for all the people that that do argue with me on on Twitter, and uh, then they they take it into the Slack at times too, and look. Mm-hmm. I I just want you to acknowledge that if you're not running a good play, it has to impact the weight of the decision. Um, uh, this is, and we did have this conversation in the slack actually I wound up taking it private because it was starting to get heated. like there's you've got to make both decisions right and if you're not making either one of if, if one of them is wrong then they're both wrong. And Dan Campbell has to take that into account. And the analytical models have to take that into account. One, one of the things that I asked the person that you know was, how much do they take in, into account the personnel that's on the field and the, the situational success of plays that have been run in that? And it's like they, they do factor that in, but it's it's not – like they don't know what personnel is going to be on defense. They don't know if the defense is going to come with a zero blitz or what what the defense is going to do. It's it's independent of that. And so I actually got into the nuts and bolts of so I'm like, well, can they – do they have enough time on the play clock, even when it's excited the way it was not this past weekend? Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Fox. Do they have enough time to process all that? When, when they see the defense that's on the field and maybe get tipped off, it's like, hell no. Um, so you're stuck then at the mercy of your play being better than the defensive call and your personnel being better than the defensive personnel that's on the field to execute it. And that's where I think that the Lions are a little bit too overconfident in going for it on fourth down. Yeah. And on, on the first drive of the game, uh, I, I think I saw somebody in the comments saying this take the points. Yeah, I I want I want three is better than zero. It's not as good as seven, but I'm I'm gonna I will split that. I will hedge that bet and take the three every time. Yeah, and that's me. Mm-hmm. That's clearly not Dan Campbell, but that that's what I would do.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, no play callers. Perfect. The way I see it. Ben Johnson has been the most promising offensive coordinator we've had here in Detroit. And, and, and I can't I remember. That. I can't remember. It's been a long time since we've had someone that good. Who was um, Schwartz's? I can't line the hand line of hand. Is probably an exciting one from way back when. Mike Mike Martz was fun, but Mike Mike Mike, I'll
1: never forget Mike Martz saying every play is designed to score a touchdown. When they asked him what he was going to call on third and one, he's like, "Doesn't matter. Every play is designed to score a touchdown." (laughs) It's wild. It worked for a little while.
0: and then it didn't Mike mike martz was awesome he was just a little late in, in, in arriving here the nfl had moved on but all right um kevin this is a good one the lions can uh try and win every single game and still successfully tank <laughs> there you go all right um i want to go ahead let's get to really quick since you're here if you don't mind hit the like button we'd appreciate that we thank you for doing that it's easy you're watching the show you spend a little time with us it's you know it doesn't cost you anything it helps us out a great deal uh if, if you find what you like subscribe hit the bell we do we go live again with this week we went a little bit we want a day earlier than normal things change around a little bit because the schedules my work has been absolutely nuts that's why we had a couple uh shows not pop up there for a while but we're back in the groove we're here and we got a lot going on so um yeah hit the subscribe button please hit the like button please we appreciate when you do that that helps us out a lot and uh thank you for doing that we only ask once per show so we don't want to bother me and be over the head with it like the the youtube thing
1: Uh, by the way speaking of of schedules i have a, a I have, and this is this is very targeted micro micro marketing here. I have four tickets to the Five Finger Death Punch concert in Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena tomorrow night. I cannot use them. I would um, so take also, those. <laughs> I
0: would so take those if,
1: if you want them. If if you're in the Slack, hit me on a DM there. Um, if not, DM me on Twitter. I'll I, I will look before I go. But I don't normally look at the unsolicited DMs if 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 I don't follow you. Sorry, I just don't. I don't, I don't need that aggravation in my life. But uh, hit me up. I, I they're they're free. I'll give them away. I can't use them. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not the best seats, but you're in the arena. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I I can't use them. I have another obligation. That also superseded doing the show tomorrow. That's why we're doing it on Tuesday. So uh, that's uh, if if you want that, um, they're yours. Um, I'd love it if if I could give all four away at once. If not, you'll meet new friends.
0: (laughs) All right, Uh, let's look ahead to the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about uh, what we need to see in this game. This is an interesting game. Um, It reminds me a little bit of Miami in uh, the fields and Tua thing. But let's start out first. Um, This is going to be a a thread for me that goes on and carries on. We need to continue to see improvement in game management. We're seeing it. I like what we're seeing, but we cannot regress. We need to see our coach continue to grow. I think that's an important part of uh, what we see this year and what we take away from this season. And I don't think you would disagree with that, Chris.
1: No, we have seen real progress in – Not just like the, but like the end of quarter or end of half time management decision making on that. Yeah. I I thought Dan Campbell did a very nice job of that in the last game.
0: Great job at the end of the half. That's progress. Yeah.
1: And we need that. Um, And like you said, that can't regress. That's something that he has to keep doing because he was not good at it last year, was not good at it early this year. He's learning. He's evolving.
0: That's what you want. You, you don't want a finished product when you get like, it just doesn't happen. He's making changes and you are seeing performance differential. You can't ask for anything more. Yes. You heard about it from Patricia before. Oh yeah, we're going to change this. We're going to put someone uh, Caldwell's wearing two watches, has a guy in the booth, did nothing changed, right? We are seeing progression from our coach. He's young. He's a rookie. We have a bunch of rookies in the field. This progression, I'll keep saying it. This is what we want to see. This, these things, the trajectory heading the right way. Earlier this year, we talked about it about four weeks ago. It felt like the development was pausing from a coaching perspective and from a player perspective. They shook some things up. They self-diagnosed. That 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 path is, is changing. The trajectory is going back up. It's what you need to see. The, the ability to self-scout and improve and make changes that improve and have an, a direct effect are key. Um, we didn't expect playoffs this year. We didn't expect you know Super Bowls this year. We expected to take a young team and continue to get better. And I think we're two wins ahead of where we were last season at this point. So we got that going for us, which is nice. That's true. <laughs> and I hadn't thought of that until you just said it, but you're absolutely right. That's, oh, man. So there's an improvement. That, 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 that's a mixed emotion salad right there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what's going on. And we've had the second hardest strength of schedule in the NFL so far this season, which is incredible to me. We were, we were a last place team. We were second overall draft pick. How in the hell did we wind up with one of the most difficult schedules? It, it's like, and, and how many times did we look at the schedule before the season? Started? Oh, that's an easy one. Oh, that's market off. And then here we are playing all, all winning teams except for the Packers. Um, this is crazy. Crazy man, I can't believe it! So, wait, okay, that kind of improvement we want to see. We want to see the defense, I want to see the defense play like they did this last week. Um, Aaron Rodgers is mobile, not as mobile as he used to be eight years ago, but still definitely a mobile quarterback. He was able to get yards. Um, that's that's gonna be we're gonna get gashed by these kind of quarterbacks. I, I really want to see pressure and contain, and, I, and, and it feels like you have to have one versus the other. But we just can't let, Fields is the one guy that will hurt you. I mean, Dan Campbell said it. You know, he went home Sunday night to have a beer and he said it was all great until he saw how many yards that uh, Fields got on the ground, right? Um, that, NFL rushing record for a quarterback in a single game. Yeah. And now we're playing – the. he's playing the Lions who could very well yeah. allow him to break that same record. Yeah. This is a big. This is a big point emphasis for this defense, and they just have to be able to contain him.
1: I will just say for all of you who have bagged on Justin Fields for a long time, go back and watch the last three, two or three games he's played. He's a different, better quarterback now. The narrative that you wrote on him as of being a bust is is as null as calling Aiden Hutchinson a bust at this point. Yeah. Like he's he's improving. What, what do we talk about all the time? Good coaches put good players. They ask good players to do what they're good at. Often, yep. the Bears have figured that out. Now he's got a crap supporting cast. Other than Darnell Mooney, their wide receivers don't really scare me. Um, Cole a tight end, he's he's good. He's a weapon. He's going to be a problem. Yep. Their line is not great. It's not. It's not as awful I th- as I think a lot of us perceived it would be, but it's still not great. But man, he he, and he is making throws, and he's not just winning with his legs. One of the reasons why he's winning more with his legs is because he is throwing better, and you've got to respect that a little bit now. And it's making the the defensive backs play off a little bit, and that's it's going to be a challenge. The Lions can absolutely win this game, but it's going to take them. It's going to take another really strong game from Anzalone. Um, Hopefully, we get Rodrigo back. We'll see. He hyperextended his elbow. It sounds like he's not going to practice on Wednesday. We're recording this Tuesday night. Uh, from what I understand, he's going to wind up having the brace on like what J.J. Watt has worn for the last few years. Yeah. And that that's that's different when you're a linebacker because he's not – one of the things that it does, it immobilizes. So, you can't really get a lot of strength when you reach with this. I don't know how feasible it is that he's going to play. Hopefully, Derek Barnes is up for the challenge. He was last week. Derek Barnes played a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. Yeah. Yeah. But you you've got to be able to to contain rush um, because we know Aaron Glenn doesn't like using a spy. How how are they looking at linebacker over there? Well, see, their best linebacker is in Baltimore. Their second best linebacker <laughs> is they, where they did they both go to Baltimore? I don't, no, was I don't one know. Of, one of, one one went. Roquan went to Baltimore, right? Or did was that Quinn? I can't keep track. Yeah. I don't know. They're,
0: they're they're not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're in trouble. They're they That's our opportunity. This is it. This is it. Jared Goff. This is your chance. And this is the the next piece. Uh, piece I have as far, as far as the offense needs to perform. Jared Goff needs to step up. He needs to hit his receivers. We we. It, it can't be the interceptions. The crucial interceptions, and it can't be the. That the interception missing last guys. week
1: was as bad of a throw as you're ever going to see. Yep. And Green Bay absolutely baited him into it, and he bit hard Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. he's he's a walleye at the bottom of the boat on that and that (laughs) that that crap keeps happening to jared Goff, and it's i I dare say that's getting worse it's not getting better and that is a very real problem for this
0: team yeah definitely something to watch this is a pivotal week for jared Goff, and uh look he can pull this out he has the ability this team has the ability it's whether they pull up and perform and that's the big one that's the big one there we go all right Um, we talked about gang Talked about Amazon Phoenix. I'll just punch you guys one more time with the like and subscribe. Please do that. We appreciate when you do that. My my throat is about dead, Riz. I'm, I'm dying over here. I think it's about it
1: time over. to call it. So uh, we, we we've been talking at you for a very long time. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you liking and subscribing and feedbacking with us and. Like just being part of the, the Detroit Lions podcast
0: family, like <laughs> calling ninety seven one and talking about us—that's great. <laughs> appreciate that's, you guys. We, we do appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's awesome. Yeah, no, agree great
1: uh, it, It's great for all of you who have found us through the huge show. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, I know Bill has uh, um, generously offered to do a couple things for us down the line, and we're going to take him up on that. Yeah, so you will he's an awesome get dude. a little bit more crossover on that, which is cool.
0: Yeah, can't wait. Um all right, remember don't forget to us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. We refer to the Slack as the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, and we refer to the Slack where some of the, as it's called, Chris Dust and Riz Dust gets passed. Um, oh,
1: we were right too! How mm-hmm. about yeah.
0: that? <laughs> we talk about it, we talk about sources. Sometimes people get a little, little janky about it, but the people in the Slack know all. A lot more than we share publicly, and they know the quality of the sources, and that's all we that's all we need. Slack, as little as five dollars a month to Patreon gets you access to the Slack. Great, great group of people. It's like a, a, a your own online mini family, and uh, great conversations about the Lions and just about everything else out there. It's it's a great, great group, and and just quick shout out to everyone in the Slack. Thank you for being you guys. You guys are a real special bunch. Love you guys. Patreon.com/slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at det Lions Podcast and at Jeff Risden, as you see spelled right there. D-E-T Lions Podcast, best place to see us hanging pants free. And also give us a call via Skype Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-Lions, 929 335 Nine drink says it, hurricane coming. It's just another one, what are you going to do? Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast, because when you do, what happens? It's coming to come into your ear holes out That's great. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. you have had enough of that shit.
1: Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How Big is that Chris and case out of time, pack
0: the bag, start the plane. This show is over.
1: You've had enough of that shit.